0: service this morning. If you'll take a minute and grab a Bible and something to take notes with, I want to share a word of encouragement with you in just a minute. I, I know you probably feel the same way the rest of us do. We're just longing for the day that we can meet again in person, but I'm so grateful for this medium of technology where we can connect. And uh, speaking of connecting, man, we've, we've had a lot of connections with our ministry recently. Last week, if you joined us for Easter, What an incredible time we had. We had um, uh, over 13,000 views of our service uh, from last week. So if you joined us for that and you're back again today, we want to say a great big welcome to you and uh, thank you for just being a part of this ministry. Now, we know it's not easy to connect in this environment, but at the same time, connecting has never been more important. And also, it's never been easier to connect to one of our groups. So... Um, if you need help connecting or you'd like to try one of our groups out, all you got to be able to do is push a button. Uh, it's very simple and have a, have a technology that allow you to do that. So if you'll drop in the comment section this morning, uh, I'd, I'd like to try a group or help me find a group, we'll follow up with you and help you connect. Uh, may, maybe you live alone, maybe you're isolated for a number of reasons, but now's not the time to be isolated, so we'd like to help, uh, help you do that. Also, I want to announce something brand new that's coming. Uh, April 21st, this Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, we're starting a new outreach called uh, Crisis Conversations. Where do we go from here? And we've been working with mental health professionals and other professionals in our community to put together some resources that will help us all recover. So just like COVID-19 is invisible and You know, we really can't see it. We can only see its effects. There are other things that are happening in our world right now that we can't quite see it or put our finger on. Uh, We were in a mental health crisis as a country before COVID-19. There's relational stress that's been happening, anxiety and fear and um, emotional pressure. And then, of course, the financial crisis that's looming uh, and and the effect of that's really unknown. So we put together these conversations we're going to have over the next five weeks and maybe even longer than that, but that's where we'll start. We're going to talk uh, this Tuesday night about marriage and family. We'll talk about uh, financial recovery. We'll talk about uh, having a special needs child at home at a time like this. And So we're going to cover a lot of relevant topics, 7 o'clock, Facebook Live. You can join us on our Kingwood page. And we're going to have local professionals who we're going to be interviewing And who will be um, helping us all through this time. So I hope you'll join us for that. And then this morning we are starting a brand new series called Living with Limitations. Now I I know that you are probably experiencing the same thing we all are all over the world really. We're living with limitations that none of us had, you know, even just a few weeks ago. I think all of us are experiencing one of three things. Either we're running, uh, uh, in other words those of you who are on the front lines, who are in the uh, your medical professional professionals? Maybe you're a truck driver in the food industry, um, for for whatever reason you're in government. Somehow or another, you found yourself on the front line, and you're actually working. You know, day and night. Um, I, I, that's one experience that people are having. Another one is hurting. Um, a lot of people are hurting right now. Maybe you're quarantined. You're lonely. You're isolated. Maybe your school closed, and you're a You know, an elementary child or a teenager or a college student trying to figure out what the future is going to look like. Um, Maybe you're quarantined because um, you've been diagnosed with COVID-19 or a relative has, or maybe you're just very vulnerable to it. For whatever reason right now, maybe you've lost a job, but for whatever reason you find yourself in a place where you're just hurting today. I think the other experience that, that you could be having is just drifting, you know, uh, some people are on furlough. Uh, some of you watching today have uh, lost your job or lost your school and lost your schedule, lost your routine. And so you're just sort of drifting out there, um, you know, trying to figure out what the new normal is going to look like. So whether, whether you're, you're on the run, you're running this morning, you're, you're hurting or you're drifting, I'm glad you joined us this morning because I have a word of encouragement that I, I want to give you. And I also want to just be able to interact with you a little bit today. So let, let me show you how we can do that. If you'll just drop in the comment section, um, you know, thoughts or questions, or if you have a prayer request, as you've already heard, you can drop it there. Let me just give you a softball first, so it'll, it'll be an easy one. If you're facing a limitation of some kind, why don't you just give us a thumbs up? I mean, I, I think that applies to everybody, so we, we probably all can comment there. Uh, in this series, we're going to be looking at different people in the Bible who have faced limitations, and we want to try to learn from them how did they face those limitations effectively, and, w- and what can we learn from them about how we can overcome the circumstances that we're in now. We want to start this morning with Joseph. If you know anything about Joseph's life in Genesis chapter 39 and 40, we'll be looking there in a minute. Joseph was the um, youngest brother of 11 uh, other brothers. He uh, had a dream, God gave him a dream, that he would be a great leader. In fact, he would be a greater leader than than all his other brothers. (laughs) As you might guess, that didn't go over real well with them. Nobody wants to believe that their baby sibling is somehow going to be greater than them. And so, out of a fit of pure jealousy, um, they, they captured him, they threw him in a pit, they sold him off into slavery, and then they went home and told their mom and dad that he had gotten eaten by a wild animal. Well, Joseph was uh, purchased by uh, a fairly wealthy man, and he became successful uh, pretty early. He had been given uh, second-in-command over his master's entire household, uh, but because he was betrayed and lied about, uh, Joseph was innocently um, convicted. Even though he was innocent, he was convicted. He was thrown into prison, and then he spent 11 years in prison. Uh, So There's a couple of ways we can relate to Joseph this morning. One is, it wasn't his fault. He didn't do anything wrong. Uh, None of us caused COVID-19. We didn't didn't produce it. Nothing that we did allowed it to happen. Uh, And and then also, um, Joseph's living with limitations. And so we're we're living with limitations. And um, so we have some things in common. We're living in limitations that we didn't cause. So this morning, what I want to do is I want to give you... Uh, three thoughts about how Joseph faced his limitations that I think will help each one of us. So if you're, if you're writing these down, here's the first one. God's plan is bigger than your limitation. God's plan is bigger than your limitation. In just a minute, we're going to see how the plan that God had for Joseph actually was larger and superseded and helped him overcome the limitation that he had. In Genesis 39, verse 20 and 21, the Bible says, But while Joseph was there in prison, so this is the 11 years in prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. I want you to uh, focus on that phrase, While he was in prison, so the circumstances were bad, they were, he had limitations, but the Lord was with him. What does that tell us? That tells us that God's plan wasn't changed just because the circumstances uh, from Joseph's viewpoint had changed, right? So here's what I want you to know today. God knew COVID-19 was coming before we knew it. And whatever plan, whatever gift, whatever purpose God had put in your life before this, he didn't put it in your life and then go, uh-oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. I guess I better change my mind. God's plan for your life is bigger than this crisis. So for those of you who are watching who might be teenagers or Um, high schoolers, or college age, or 20-somethings, or you're early in life, and and now you feel like all the plans that you had have been ruined, I got a good good word for you today. Nothing that God has planned for you has been ruined. Actually, the best path to God's purpose for your life might be directly through the crisis that we're facing today. COVID-19 cannot change God's plan for your life or for mine. So, um, in this environment I've actually heard stories where people have found opportunities that didn't even exist before. I mean we're going to see in a few minutes how Joseph actually found himself in the right place because of the bad circumstances he was going through. So uh, maybe you've heard the stories as I have. We have medical professionals that have, that have been, you know, graduated early. Jobs, uh, I saw last night on the news that uh, Walmart has created 50,000 new jobs that didn't exist before. I mean, that's just a, an example. So opportunities are happening now that didn't exist before. And if God knew his plan for your life, and he knew this was coming then one of these opportunities that may look new to us might be God's actual plan for your life or for mine. Uh, So here's the second thing we can learn from Joseph. Your character will outgrow your limitations. I find that there's two times that our character is most often tested, either when things are going really good or when things are going really bad. And although in Joseph's life uh, things tended to go bad. This was one of the times when his character was tested when it was actually going really good. Um, Joseph's uh, master's wife wanted to have a relationship with him, and she reached out to him to start that relationship, and Joseph had a decision to make. Was he going to give in to that temptation, or, or was he going to um, remain faithful to God? In Genesis chapter 39, 9 and 10, the Bible tells us how Joseph responded. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even to be with her. Joseph recognized temptation as a sin against God. And Joseph kept his character intact, even though he had pressure all around him, and and even though he was dealing with circumstances outside his control. And um, Joseph was actually... Uh, Kept his character intact in the palace and in prison. Therefore, God promoted him. So I just want to say a word of encouragement to all of us this morning. Guard your character. Because right now, you and I are going to be tempted to take a shortcut, to take the quick way out, to just get through the moment. But here's what's going to happen. The sacrifices we make in our character in this environment may take longer to recover from than the crisis itself. So I want to encourage you today, don't take the short way out. Realize that your character will outgrow your limitations. And in Joseph's case, that's exactly what happened because he stayed faithful to God and he guarded his character and he did what pleased God. He ended up not only being, although he was cast down for being second in command of this rich man's house, he became second in command of the entire nation. So just understand your character will outgrow your circumstances. Now, uh, earlier on in Joseph's life, before he was made second in command, he was in prison. I've never spent any time in prison, but I have visited a few. And one of the things you'll notice when you go inside a prison, it's a very intense environment, and you're reduced to a cell number. You're reduced to a, a life that has to be kept alive while you pay and you know, serve your time. But Joseph had a different perspective on his time in prison. And I want to read it to you this morning. Genesis 46 and 7. When Joseph came to them the next morning, he saw that they were dejected. So he asked Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in his master's house, Why do you look so sad today? A couple of things I want you to know here. One is, Joseph actually, if you read this story, the reason they look sad is because they had dreams and... They felt like those dreams were telling them something and they didn't know how to interpret them. However, Joseph did. So Joseph actually listened to them, noticed that they were sad, saw the rejection on their faces, cared about them, and then interpreted their dreams. So here's the third thing you and I can learn this morning from living in limitations. Your purpose is more important than your limitation. We are all tempted when we're facing uh, shrinking circumstances, when we're facing things that we can't uh, overcome, when we're facing pressure and stress and pain, we're all tempted to focus completely on ourself. But during his journey of 11 years in prison, Joseph did not give in to that temptation. He could see even by the facial expression of the people around him, something was wrong and he took interest in them. See, here's what I want you to know this morning. Your purpose is more important than your limitation. As Christians, you and I are called to serve other people. Uh, Jesus, when he came to earth, even said, He did not come to earth to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Now, it obviously looks very different than it looked you know, even two months ago. But nevertheless, our call is the same. Now, I want to ask you a question this morning. Why do you think that God would give you and I the calling to to serve people? I I see the purpose of serving more clearly than I've ever seen it. And I just want to to share a couple of thoughts with you this morning about why I believe God would give us the purpose of serving. One is it makes us more like Jesus. So as Jesus came to serve, then we've been sent to serve. And when we serve, we become more like Christ. Another reason is it expands our vision. I've been a pastor for a long time. And, and I never could put my finger on it until I was studying this week. But I saw something I never saw before. People who serve see the big picture. People who don't serve never see the big picture. They see a small picture. It's about them or them and their family, or about what's just their immediate circumstances, about what's happening around them. But when you serve, you're actually giving your life away, and you're giving your life to something bigger than even the limitations you feel in that moment. And it expands your vision. Also, serving gives you perseverance. When you know that someone else is depending on you, people have overcome extraordinary circumstances when they were living for a purpose bigger than themselves. They were living for someone else. And, and then the last one is just simply this. I think the reason that God gave us the purpose of serving is because it's actually better for us. Viktor Frankl wrote an incredible, incredible book called The Search for Significance. He was a prisoner in a, a Nazi war camp. And he even, wasn't even a Christian to my knowledge... But he had an incredible observation. And he actually wrote a book after he got out of the camp and uh, noted his observations. He was a doctor. And his, what he noticed while they were in, in those extreme circumstances, the people who served other people, in other words, the people who shared their food, who looked out for the welfare of other people, who, who cared for the sick, those people... Uh, made it much better off in prison than the ones who were only saturated with their own needs. And so even from an outsider's point of view, we can see serving is best for each one of us. Now, maybe you've noticed, as I have, I'm sure you have on uh, social media the incredible things people are doing right now to serve other people. I had someone come and tie a a balloon on my mailbox that was a smiley face and then they would just go around from neighborhood to neighborhood and doing that just to bring a smile, just to bring cheer, just to say, hey, somebody cares about you. I know know you've maybe seen sidewalk chalk, uh, children and other people that will draw beautiful pictures just to bring hope. And uh, we had a family a couple of weeks ago in our church who heard about a child that doesn't even go to our church, a nine-year-old, who needed a heart monitor and they anonymously stepped up and they paid for that child's heart monitor. So many ways that people are bringing hope right now and serving other people and seeing the big picture. Um, I I know uh, you've probably seen these. They warm my heart. I watch every one of them that I see. Birthday drive-bys. When, when a person comes out to the edge of their yard or in a park and a whole string of cars come by and wave and honk and, uh, you know, clap for them. What, a, what an incredibly beautiful thing to do. And, and, and what's happening when we do it, it's actually doing something good inside of us. And that's what Jesus was trying to tell us when he said, the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve. The path to life is actually to give your life away. Now, that's why at Kingwood, um, we, we've been looking for ways to reach out. And last Saturday, we did, Saturday and Sunday, we did an Easter egg hunt. And then also, um, we did a, a, a drive-through uh, here on our campus and on our property. Um, another thing that we were able to do, or that we're about to be able to do, is the um, crisis conversations. We're starting those on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Uh, and so we've already talked about that, but when we kind of surveyed the, the community around us, we looked and said, you know, um, where's the need in our community that we can meet? So we want to also serve, and we want to also try to give ourself away in this time. So that's one of the ways that we're doing it. But there's so many ways that you can serve right now and live for a purpose bigger than your limitation, You know, you can uh, go on social media and there's so many uh, articles about what everybody's doing wrong and what politicians have gotten wrong and all of that. You can get caught up in all that if you want to. Or you can take your eyes off the limitation and you can put them on the purpose that God has given you. And you can serve. So you can actually comment with encouraging thoughts. And you can post articles and Uh, and write articles that will help people, write posts that will help people. Another thing you can do is you can just go in your contact list on your phone and you can scroll down your contact list and just ask the Holy Spirit, say, God, just lay somebody on my mind today that needs a word of encouragement. Text them and say, hey, I just had you on my mind and I wondered if there's any way I could pray for you. You could develop a whole prayer list Just by doing something that simple There's an endless number of ways we could serve But I just want to encourage you in this season The way that you're going to overcome your circumstances and your limitations Is the same way Joseph did And that will be by living for a purpose bigger than your limitations I want to leave you with this scripture this morning 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 8 through 10 We are hard pressed on every side But not crushed Perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. We always carry about in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. I I hope that you've been encouraged by the message this morning and I I just want to have a time of prayer with you today. I was thinking about those three types of experiences that most of us are having, either either running or hurting or, or maybe even drifting. I wanted to pray with you inside those circumstances first of all if you're one of those people that's running you're on the run you're a frontline line person I honestly don't even know how you found the time to watch this but I'm glad that you did and I believe that God brought you here for a purpose and I want to pray specifically for you today um, I, I want to ask everybody watching this morning um, man if you're grateful for those people that are on the front line why don't you just give them a, a thumbs up right now and say hey Man, we're we're grateful for you. You know, we're thankful for what you're doing. But but for those of you who are running right now, I want to just slow down for a minute, pray for you, and and I want to ask you to do something. If you're on the front lines and you need prayer, would you just give us a thumbs up in the comment section? If you put it there, what's going to happen is our prayer team who's live right now is going to move over and they're going to pray for you live. When they see your thumbs up go there, they're going to start to pray with me and you right now. And what's going to happen is, is God's just going to surround you and he's going to help you. So would you just pray with me for a minute? And if you, if you need prayers as a, as a frontline person, put your thumbs up in the comment section. Lord, today we thank you for those who are working on the front line. I thank you for those who are listening in, watching right now. Lord, there's an enormous variety of circumstances happening, and I won't even begin to try to list them, but I know this. You know every one of them. And I'm so grateful today that whatever the, whatever the circumstance, whatever the limitation, you know you know it. So Lord, I pray as we're, as we're praying now and meeting you in prayer, That you would meet that person, that that doctor, that nurse, that truck driver, that that person who's trying to homeschool, those on the front line. God, meet them there. Let your presence surround them. God, I pray today that a, a, a wave of love would sweep over them and drive out the fear and exhaustion and the wind of peace just simply blow in them. Minister your grace to them in Jesus' name. The other two groups um, that are here today, those of you who are hurting or those of you who are drifting, I want to have a special time of prayer for you too. Um, If that's you, again, just drop a thumbs up in the comment section and our prayer team is going to slide over and join us live in prayer and they're going to surround you this morning in prayer. So if you're hurting, if you're sick, quarantined, lonely, lost your job, if you're drifting, you just are having trouble making sense of what's going on right now, I just want to ask you to just slide a a thumbs up over in the comments section and uh, let's go ahead and and pray together, okay? Lord, I I thank you this morning that you have not overlooked one person. And I thank you today that um, you're right there in the bedroom and the living room the office. Lord, wherever we're meeting you, you're present. And you are close to the brokenhearted. So I pray for those who are isolated and lonely and suffering. God, I pray that you would minister life to them in peace. God, I pray your encouragement would just come up underneath them and lift them up. For those who are drifting today, I ask you to bring purpose and meaning. And I ask you to help them to know what to focus on in this time so they'll find Your purpose is in plan, even in this uh, time that's so fluid. Lord, let your presence anchor us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm I'm so grateful that you joined us today. Our worship team is about to lead us in a beautiful song called, You Are Faithful. Now, uh, before they lead us, I want to talk to you just for a minute and give you an opportunity to give but let me let me say this our worship team has worked so hard if you appreciate our worship team would you just give them a big heart right now and let them know how grateful you are for them i just being in the studio here with them i've been so blessed by their spirit their worship i wish you could be here and 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 hear it you know in person but I know that it's going to minister to you. The song, You Are Faithful, will minister to you in just a minute. Before, before we do that, I want to give you the opportunity to give today. And I want to first say this to all of you who've been giving. I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, this week, Pastor Clark brought me a stack of notes that so many of you sent in, sent in with your giving. That's never happened before. And I sat and read through each one of those notes. If you sent a note, I read it. And I want you to know something. It was an overwhelming moment of encouragement. These are hard times. Most of us are doing things we've never had to do before. And to have that encouragement... It meant a lot to me. It meant a, mo- a lot to Pastor Clark and our team. And so I just want to thank you for taking the time to do that. And for those of you who are giving, you're making a bigger difference than you realize. You are absolutely on the front line. And so really what I want to say to you today is just a great big thank you. And uh, if you do want to give, we, we obviously are in need of your giving and would appreciate that. Uh, all our giving platforms are open online. Our website, you can text. Also, you can mail your gift in, as many of you are doing and and writing notes. Our office is open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, You could drop a gift off if you'd like to do that. But look, uh, our worship team is coming now to share with you the song, You Are Faithful. Thank you so much for joining us today. We pray this has been a blessing to you. God bless you and worship with us now, okay?
1: You've proved